one drinking beer. I'm drinking water. Two touchdowns a game. Yes, in the game. I don't know what we're doing in that front office, man. Twiddling our fucking dick. <laughs> Ryan, I just need you to drink this. Wide <laughs> 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 receiver trivia. Yeah, that's what she said. Her. Fuck. <laughs> Her. Upset. Are those crutches? You can see Ryan's crutches. <laughs> <laughs> What is going on, folks? Welcome back to After Further Review. This is episode number 151. I am your co-host, Jalen Brown. And it looks like I'm back to being everyone's uh, favorite wonderful co-host, Malin Dennis. And your other great co-host, Nasser. And back again, we have our special guest, June Bug. What's going on, my man? What's going on? Glad to be back. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you June for joining us. Won the Trey Lance free sweepstakes. <laughs> uh, yeah, folks, welcome back. You know, this is your favorite, not just your favorite sports podcast, but your favorite show on the internet, period. Uh, thanks for joining us for another Wednesday night here. Um, if you guys want to take a cheers, please do, but I didn't even have the chance to grab something to drink because I was messing with settings this whole time, so... Okay. Well, I have a chair, so have fun, people. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I also forgot to get a beer. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, Jalen. One of us cheers. <laughs> That's all that matters. Uh, anyway, yeah. So if you do not know, you can watch the show live every Wednesday night on YouTube. At 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's the first link down in your podcast description below. Um, or if you just want to watch us, or sorry, if you want to just listen to us, and you only watch us every night, uh, you can click the first link down in your YouTube description. That will take you over to your favorite podcast platform, and you can just listen to us every Wednesday night. But uh, this week on our queue here, we are going to break down the NFC West, our last divisional breakdown before the season starts. Uh, and then we have our fantasy draft lottery coming up next. We're going to go to a break. And then in the second half, we are going to bring in G Money and do our community comments where we see what you guys have said this past week and finish things off with what's up with that. So that's what we have in store for you guys this week. Uh, without further ado, though, let's get into the NFC West. Last division, boys. This is a... Uh, Feels like it kind of creeped up on us that we are uh, just about a week out from the season starting here. It's kind of crazy. Uh, I like how we, uh, I like how we saved the best for last. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's how we're gonna look at it. When you get over forty years old, you just end up making noises and you don't understand why. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we're going to go team by team here and break down what record we think uh, each team will finish with. And, uh, you know, if they have any notable wins or losses, you know, how we just think that they're overall going to be in this upcoming season. So we will start with the Rams. Um, June, would you like to go first? Yeah. So... Rams. So I have them 
I did a video, if you've seen any of my videos that I did, I had the Rams going eight and nine. And look at what they did in the offseason and what they did in the draft. And I just didn't see much from the Rams. Um, they didn't seem like a team that was, uh, you know, trying to make a push to make another Super Bowl run right now. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the same thing, but it just didn't seem they was very active in the free free agent market, and they wasn't very, you know, big in the draft. And then if you look at their first three games of the season, you have Seattle. Mm-hmm. At Seattle. On to San Francisco and then at the Bengals. I, I look at that as three straight losses. <laughs> it's a tough schedule to start with. And then, you know, they, they then they turn around, they play the Colts. Then they turn around, got to play the Eagles after that. So I look at them having a one and four start. And then if you go to the back end, the back end, you know, they play the, they play the, the Ravens, the Commanders, the Saints, the Giants and the 49ers. If you look at that, I think they start the season at one and four, and I think they end the season at one and four. Okay. So, so that's my breakdown for the Rams eight and nine on the season. All right, Nestor. <laughs> uh, you guys are gonna love this. Uh, let me pull up the little handy dandy schedule. Uh, three and fourteen. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just you know looking at their schedule, I can't justify that first game. They're losing to, to Seattle. Second game, San Francisco. I, I mean, there is not much room to work with here. Uh, week four, they beat the Colts, but um, I do think they're gonna lose to um to Pittsburgh week seven. Um, other than that, there's not much room for them to get a get more than three or four wins in my opinion so three and 14 for me uh i think they were horrible uh last season maybe i'm confusing them with another team but i think they were horrible last season away yeah they were like one and seven away so yeah <laughs> i just don't see them winning more than four games all right malin all right okay so all right First of all, I really love how you guys are picking um, Seattle to win week one. Um, I love it because I really love the confidence you guys have in my squad. Um, I have them win in five games. Now, it, it might be a little bit of a stretch to, to get the five, um, but I do have the Rams beating... Seattle one time this year. Um, and the reason why I do is that it does not matter how bad the Rams are. They always give Seattle fits. Even when Jeff Fisher, 79 <laughs> every goddamn year, found a way to give Seattle fits. In fact, I think the last time we probably swept the Rams was the year we won the Super Bowl back in 2013, and that was even hard. Uh, we had to win off of a walk-off 80-some-yard uh, touchdown to Golden Tate, waving at the defenders, and then Fitzpatrick damn near 
to a touchdown pass to win it on fourth and goal. Um, and that was back in 2013. Like, they always give us fits. And so I do have us losing to the Rams in L.A. I do have us winning week one, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as everybody thinks it's going to be. Um, but like, like, like Junebug said, the best thing that the Rams have done is that they get Matthew Stafford back, the quarterback. And that's not really saying much because his own wife is out there doing interviews saying that he cannot connect with the younger generation to play. I'm like, <laughs> shut up. Like, why Why you got to make my life in the locker room more difficult? Mm. Like, drink your wine and get your brunch, drink your mimosas and <laughs> shut the hell up. Like, what are we doing? Um, Cam Akers is probably going to get hurt even though I just drafted him in fantasy. <laughs> Cooper Cup has a hamstring injury. Uh, Van Jefferson is your number two wide receiver. Um, that, that's not going to do much. Higby is the number two target on that offense at tight end. Uh, Aaron Donald had a little bit of a, a, a slide last year. Um, I think this is the first time that he hasn't been in the top ten in the NFL 100 in probably like six or seven years. Hmm. Uh, he, he had a little bit of a slide. They don't got Jalen Rams anymore, which might be an upgrade because he was kind of terrible last year. Even though people are still thinking he's a great corner, um, I'm just not seeing a lot of talent on the first team, offense and defense. Um, they sold their soul, giving away all those draft picks, get people um, in trades, signing people. They got their Super Bowl. That's great. They're kind of paying the cost for it now. They don't have a lot of depth. They don't have a lot of people that can replace people to get hurt or move on. Um, so, you know, their, their best defender last year outside of Aaron Donald was Bobby Wagner, and he's a Seattle Seahawks again. Uh, so five wins at max, uh, but I still think they're going to steal one from my Seahawks, and that kind of pisses me off, but that's life <laughs> the NFC West. Uh, for me, I've got them going 4-13. and 13. I just don't see what they've got going on in uh, offensively, especially. Like, I mean, if, if Stafford's wife is saying that, you know it's got to be really bad if he's, if he's bringing it up to his wife and then <laughs> that's coming out to us. Uh, I still don't understand why that's an issue because, like, he's been in the league for a really long time. Like, he's been around old guys, young guys, all the like. It's like now all of a sudden you can't learn how to connect with people and it doesn't make sense to me but anyway the only four wins i have them grabbing are week six against arizona week 13 against cleveland and then 15 and 16 against washington and new orleans so that's all i've got for the rams it's cool that cup will be back or he should be back week one uh but good luck with that team uh g money in the live chat he's saying he's got them going six and eleven uh i just don't think that they got better by subtraction they traded ramsey and let b wags go and really didn't replace them uh definitely didn't get better if you take away cup they don't really have any receivers that scare anyone um he also has the rams beating seattle in week 12 so yeah seems like we're kind of all on the same ballpark but um junebug's gonna win an eight games so la fans junebug's your guy just a far cry um, from them winning the Super Bowl. I know. And it's crazy. I think being in L.A., winning one Super Bowl and then being hot garbage is not going to create a lasting fan base. Right. It, the SoFi Stadium is going to be the next year Jerry's World. 
where it's going to be 60% opposing fans, just like the Raiders, just like Jerry's World, new stadium, everyone wants to see it. Mm-hmm. But Raider fans ain't going to put up with that. There's too much to do in L.A., too many other teams. Right. They already forgot about that Super Bowl win. All right, moving on to the next team. We're going to do Seattle next. So, June, would you like to go ahead? Yeah, so Seattle is a very interesting team. I, I I like what they did last year. You know, you know, last year, I mean, think about this. The predictions for this team last year. I mean, how many people made fun of them starting Geno Smith? A lot of people. I mean, this team was supposed to be 3 and and 14 last year. Wow, Jesus. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I, I had them going 3 and 14. And they <laughs> over it. For me, they overachieved, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And right now, and, and the way they played in the playoffs, I thought they played San Francisco very well the first half. Then they just fell apart in the second half. But the first half, I thought they did very well. And that can bode well for this upcoming season. They're going to shock a lot of people this season. And so what I got, I got Seattle going 11-6. and six. I think they're a very good team. My I think man. they're going to start the season out strong. Uh, I think they can start the season off 5-0. and oh, and, and I think they can roll from there. They'll have some hiccups because, you know, uh, Pete Carroll always, you know, sometimes he, he gets lost in games and Gino didn't get lost in games and uh, you know, just just it just happens sometimes. But I think this year they're gonna put it together. I like the additions that uh, Seattle had this year. They had an outstanding draft. They had a they had a they had a superb draft. I think they at least had a top five draft. You know, for this year. So, and and the free agency. You know, they went out and got the guys they wanted and the guys that could fit their team. So I got them going eleven and six. All right, Nestor. Okay, um, I got them at ten and seven. Um, just because I feel like that schedule is a uh, not like top five part of schedules, but it, it, it's uh, it's still not not comfortable. It's not. It's around the middle. Um, games like against the Bengals, uh, week six they're losing. Uh, I think they will split against San. Francisco. I think last year uh, the Niners might have gave them a spanking, but I do think this year it will be different. It will be different. Um, we too, I think they're going to lose to Detroit just because the season just started and I think Detroit's going to come in like really pumped up. I'm bullish on Detroit, so we too they lose, but I think after that they'll have a pretty, pretty damn good season. So yeah. All right, go ahead, Mila. Okay. <sighs> I forgive you, Nestor. Uh, Watch him say 11. Uh, <laughs> I, I got them going 11 and 6. Uh, that, that one win is a big one, Nestor. Uh, the, uh, no, I actually have us beating Detroit week two. Um, I do agree with Nestor, though. It is a tough schedule. Okay. Um, having with the way the NFC West is and your division, like people always play the division stuff is one thing. But then when you're playing the AFC North and you're playing the NFC East, those are two tough divisions to play. Uh, the, the, 
the NFC North is not easy. Uh, or the the AFC North is not easy. You got you got a few good teams in there. I mean, hell, the Steelers never seem to freaking go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're always right around 500, and you still got the Ravens and the Bengals on there. And in the NFC East, you know, Philly, Dallas, the Giants. I'm bullish on all three of those having good years. So you're pulling two divisions that are a little bit complicated. Um, I do agree with. Um, with uh, Junebug and the fact that Seattle did have a very good draft. A very good draft. The only problem is that draft class is hurt. Uh, <laughs> Witherspoon has not played all preseason. <laughs> Damn. And Smith and Jigma, uh, who I still think is probably going to end up getting votes for Rookie of the Year, um, he's going to miss the, the first three to four weeks of the year because he has a wrist injury. He had to have surgery on it after that great play. Um, I think it was actually against Dallas. I'm sorry, Junebug. Um, but it was like he, he's going to be phenomenal when he's healthy. He's already out there catching mm-hmm. balls in practice, but he's going to miss a few weeks. Um, I, do like our, I do like our draft at running back with Charbonnet uh, to go with Walker. I think he got two mm-hmm. young, really explosive backs. Uh, he was really great out of UCLA. Um, you add that with Geno Smith, another year in the offense, almost 70% completion percentage last year, and that was without a true number three wide receiver. Um, the defense can only be better than what it was last year. Last year it was 27th ranked defense in the league, I believe. Uh, we got Bobby Wagner back. Uh, Adams is going to be healthy for at least two games, uh, so that will be good for those two games that he actually plays this year. I'm glad we paid him all that fucking money. Um, so I, I, I'm really liking the way that, um, our defensive backfield and our linebackers are Jordan Brooks is coming back from injury sooner. I'm still have concerns about the offensive and defensive line. Got some studs on there, but they're not playing very cohesive right now. Uh, you win or lose ball games. You're a playoff team or you're on the outside looking in based on the interior. Um, and those are the two groups that kind of scare me a little bit right now. Skill positions, we can match up with anybody in the league, I believe. Uh, but we need the offensive line, the defensive line to play a lot better. I still think that San Francisco is more talented. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what can happen. Uh, but I'm going 11-6. and six. A couple wins better than what they were last year. I see this squad being like the 2012 Seahawks. They'll take one more step before they're really ready like a title run but i think after this year the last couple draft classes we had i think you're going to see seattle in the super bowl at some point in the next few years just not might not be this year okay i am the most bullish on the seahawks then because i haven't won 14 games the only three games i have them losing are to cincinnati in week six baltimore week nine and san francisco in week 14 uh but Like you said, Malin, defensively, they can kind of only get better. Uh, offensively, though, that running game that you guys have between um, Walker and, and Charbonnet, I think that's going to be really, really beneficial for Gino because both of them being as young as they are, it's going to take a lot of the pressure off of him and just open up the, the passing game a bit more when they need to. And I think they're just going to have a really, really explosive offense Uh as they currently are constructed. Yeah, they do have some defensive or offensive issues that are going on. Uh, but luckily, none of them seem too serious to the point where, you know, people are going to be out the whole year. And the first month of the schedule, 
L.A., Detroit, Carolina, New York. All four of those games, I, I have you guys winning all four of those, even without those guys. And, you know, then you got a bye week. So I'm hoping, you know, by the time that week six comes around for Cincinnati, a lot of those guys should be back. Uh, so I don't think the injuries will be too much of a, a game changer there. But, yeah, I've got them winning 14 games and being winning the division, being easily one of the best teams in the NFL. The only other teams I have winning 14 games are Cincinnati and Kansas City. So, in my opinion, yeah. Seattle will be a top three team in the NFL this year. If I, if I was in the studio right now, I'd be reaching over and giving you a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's best you're not here then. <laughs> a big old wet, sloppy kiss. G Money. You hear that, Esther? Some people got faith in the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> G Money has them also going 11 and 6. My biggest concern is their D line. Uh, if they can't stop the run, they will have problems. But I like what they did in the draft and free agency. So, yeah. We all are uh, pretty high on, on Seattle. Uh, moving on to the Cardinals, a team that I know we will not be high on. Uh, Junebug, go right ahead. <laughs> well, you know, with the two injuries now, now that we know Callum Murray is out for the season, and now we know Colt McCoy is out, and they got a brand-new coach, brand-new coaching system, they wait, sold wait, I, off everybody. Tyler's out for the year. I think it's. I think it's for the year now, right? I didn't know. I that. know he's on the up list. I don't, gonna, I, I don't think he's going to be here for the first. And then Coke's out, right? Yeah, McCoy's was cut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they cut McCoy. And Tyler's not going to be here for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a while. And, and uh, you know, when I was looking at ESPN the other day, they was thinking uh, maybe for the whole season. Hmm. Let me just keep him out for the yeah. season. So if that happens, I mean, I got to say that they're going 0-17. <laughs> they usually don't pick teams to go 0-4. But I'm picking the Cardinals to go 0 for. I don't see a win. I'm looking at their schedule, and the first six games is to commit at the Commanders, the Giants, the Cowboys, at 49ers, the Bengals. It's not a win in those first, you know, first six games. Mm-hmm. And then, well, first five, and then you got the Rams, Seattle. I mean, week 11, you got at Texans. You know, you know, D'Amico Ryan is going to be up for that game. So, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't give teams over, but I, I got to give Seattle just – I got to give the Cardinals 0-17. I just don't see a win on that schedule for this team. They're just not – just don't have anybody. They sold off everybody. I know they picked up – I think uh, I was – I heard – I was listening to something today, and I guess they just picked up a bunch of guys that got waived. You know, they picked up a bunch of second teamers, third teamers that just got weighed, but overall, this team has zero talent right now. And it doesn't look like a team that's ready to compete and may not compete for the next couple of years. So this season, I'm looking at 0-17. Damn. I'm, I am kind of happy that somebody picked a winless team this year because I was waiting for it. Uh, <laughs> Nestor, go ahead. 
Okay, I got them going two and fifteen. Uh, just like last season, they'll have one win at home, and I think that's gonna be. And it's pretty difficult to say they would beat the the Rams week twelve, but might not even happen. Um, what's their other win? I don't even remember what other. Oh, against the Texans. So um, and that might turn out bad for them. So yeah, two and two and uh fifteen for me. Malin. Um, I have them winning five games. So here's where I see them getting wins, as god-awful as they are, okay? Um, I'm just not sold on the Rams. I actually have them beating the Rams twice. Um, that, 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 that's two of the wins right there. Now, keep in mind, when I did this, I was thinking Colt McCoy was going to be the quarterback, not Joshua Dobbs, okay? <laughs> Uh, so that's a little bit worse. And keep in mind, their starting running back is who, Jalen? You know his name? You know his name. James Conner? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if he could break a tackle like he could beat cancer, they might win a couple more games. Um, the, uh, I got him <laughs> eating the Falcons. <laughs> Junebug hasn't heard that reference yet. And, uh... I've been on that James Conner train forever, man. Don't you know that man in the league because that man beat cancer. Can't break tackle, can't do shit. But he beat cancer, he's on the fucking roster. Um, I see him beating the Bears in week 16 because I'm not sold on the Bears outside of Justin Fields being able to run the damn ball. Um, but, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, this Cardinals offense, they got Joshua Dobbs at quarterback. They got cancer Conner. Marquez Brown is your is your is your best wide receiver you got. Zach Ertz, I mean, he may as well have cancer right now. I didn't even know he was still in the league. Um, and then you, you, the only real defensive player of notoriety that they got is Buda Baker, and he didn't even want to be there. They had to give him a shit ton of money for him to say that he didn't want to get traded because he didn't even want to be on the team. He was like, "Fuck you, people! I want out of here." And they're like, "No, nah, we'll give you." A lot of money. He's like, all right, I'll take the bag and I'll lose. <laughs> uh, so there, there's just not, there, there's no, there's no talent there. I mean, on the on the line, your your best person on the line on defense is Carlos Watkins. What are we, what are we doing? <laughs> Anyone even know who the fuck Marco Wilson is? I don't know who Marco Wilson is. Like nobody knows who these people are. Uh, I saw a joke on the inter- the internet the other day. That uh, the pack the pack four is accepted uh, Arizona A and M, which is the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> they're getting relegated from the NFL to college football because of this goddamn junior high roster they got. Uh, so at best, I mean five, just because I'm generous, because I think the division beats up on each other a little bit. Uh, but just a god awful team match, a god awful city with a god awful <laughs> logo. Bullshit. Just the whole thing is a fucking shit show. Not to mention the fact their former coach, I think it's Steve Wilkes, getting the Cardinals in trouble because uh, he has a sworn affidavit where he said that the Cardinals gave him a burner phone to keep in contact with the GM while he was suspended and taking orders from the GM while he was suspended. And it was Bidwell, the owner, that gave it to him. I was like, you trash-ass organization. You guys out here with burner phones, and you guys aren't even good. 
What the fuck are we doing? Just trash ass people. It's fucking stupid. They do have the most boring logo in the entire NFL. And not even the Commanders even have a better logo. The Colts even have a better logo. And this is a fucking horseshoe. But yeah. and, I don't and, know. In the in the uniforms, man. Yeah. Like it it's almost like they were like, you know, how big can we put Arizona across <laughs> chest because people are going to forget where the fuck we're from if we don't put it out there what god awful fucking city or state we belong to and, and worse, worse turf too trash ass mm. desert community uh, yeah I've got them only winning two games and that is uh, let me find them here uh, week 10 against Atlanta and 12 against LA and that's it uh they're just devoid of any kind of talent, which is crazy to say because just a couple of years ago, this was like one of those teams that everybody was pretty bullish on, like Cliff Kingsbury being like, you know, one of the bright new head coaches, getting Kyler Murray. They had uh, Chandler Jones there, D-Hop, and now it's like all those guys are gone. Kyler Murray might as well be gone, but uh, yeah, two wins. This is just, this is going to be a really, really bad year for Arizona. They're going to be in that... uh draft sweepstakes so uh I, 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 I think i remember why uh junebug thinks that kyler murray is going to be out for the whole year because i think that when he's good enough to come back i think they're releasing a new call of duty game <laughs> <laughs> so i don't think i don't think Kyler's going to want to come back he's like listen man i gotta get squad together <laughs> he's gonna be playing starfield he's gonna be <laughs> Might be on uh, might be on Destiny with uh, what's his ass with, with uh, Morgan. <laughs> Morgan might, might be playing that broke ass game Destiny with Morgan. I don't know. Be having fun though. G Money says I have Arizona one in sixteen. Their only win comes in Week Twelve, beating the Rams. The cards are that hot girl that did too many tequila shots and puked all over herself and is buried in the toilet. <laughs> the, the the Cardinals are that. Or that hot girl decided to, you know, pass herself around and get some dried up meat and at 40 years old wants to settle down. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the Cardinals. I would just like to point out that I think I talked the most shit about the Cardinals on this segment, but I have them winning the most. You <laughs> 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 broke this down the entire roster <laughs> and how bad it was. And 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 I, st- I, still still gave, I'm like, I still gave him five games. <laughs> 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 I thought oh, the most shit gave him the most wins. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, let's move on to San Francisco <laughs> to round things out. Uh, Nestor should be right back, but uh, let's do San Francisco. Uh, June Bunk, you can go ahead. Okay, so... So before I get started, there was a rumor. Have you seen the rumor about Nick Bosa being traded? What? I have seen that. I have seen the have rumor seen that? that he to is the requesting Jaguars. a trade. Yeah. Yep. He is requesting a trade, and that might actually happen. Hmm. And it may happen. It may be the Jaguars may be the team. And I, I, for me, if they trade Nick Bosa, that's like trading Micah Parsons. You know, from Dallas, your best defensive player. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to make this prediction, but I'm going to make it with an asterisk on it if they trade Nick Bosa. 
<laughs> so I'm going to give the San Francisco 49ers uh, a 12 and five season. Uh, and <laughs> and that's just based upon the way their schedule is set up. You know, I, I think for some reason they got a pretty light schedule. Be a team that be a team that made the playoffs last year. Got a pretty team schedule. So I think if they get through that schedule, I think uh, could really run the gambit. But the couple of things I want to talk about with San Francisco is this. A lot of teams are going to have uh, Brock Purdy's number. Mm-hmm. You know, Brock Purdy's going to be his first season playing with a full schedule. That's going to be, you know, can he do it? Can he make it a full season? And number two about Brock Purdy is that elbow really healed all the way that he's going to be able to make it a full season. And also, how is San Francisco's defense going to be without having uh, D'Amico Ryan? I mean, I, that man made all the calls on that defense. I mean, he was their entire – he's like Cal Shanahan is on offense. Everything flowed through him. He made every call. Defensive line, linebackers, defensive backs. He made all the calls. So uh, that's going to – that's gonna be my twelve and five is hinging on the fact can this team pick up where they were last year and the fact that these rumors about Nick Bosa mm-hmm. wanting to be traded. So there you go. All right. Uh Mainland, you can go ahead. Yeah, I'll go ahead. Um so I got them going eleven and six. Uh, now, in the way that I did all this, I learned something new about the way that uh, the NFL does tiebreakers for win the division, by the way. Because um, in the way I did it, the 49ers win the division at 11-6. Now, I know I also had to see us going 11-6. They, I have them both going 4-2 and the division. Okay. I actually have Seattle winning one more conference game um, than the 49ers, which I thought was going to give Seattle the division because I also have them splitting head-to-head. But apparently it goes record, head-to-head, division, then it goes record against common opponents, Hmm. and then it does conference record. I did not know that. And apparently I had the 49ers uh, with a better record against common opponents, uh, which I think is bullshit. I think it should be conference. Uh, I, I don't know this record against common opponent shit. Um, but I, I agree with, with Junebug that, first of all, if they get rid, if they're not willing to pay Nick Bosa, when you believe that you picked – your franchise quarterback is Mr. Irrelevant, and you don't have to pay this man anything mm-hmm. three more years. Mm-hmm. And you're not willing to pay the most talented person on your team. Like he's the most talented person on the roster. Um, you could argue, you know, Chris McCaffrey, all that stuff. Nick Bosa, when he's on the field, um, is the most talented person on that Niners roster. If they're willing to trade him, I think that says something more about the organization than it does anything else. But 
this whole team is built off of people with questionable uh, health. Purdy coming off the elbow. Christian McCaffrey was last time he played a full season. Debo Samuel missed time. George Kittle is missed time. Um, Hargrave, Armstead, uh, Nick Bosa, they've all missed time. I think the only person that's truly talented on that roster that hasn't been injured and missed a significant amount of time is probably Fred Warner, I think. I think he's the only one, in my opinion. I don't think he's missed a lot of time to injury, and he's a hell of a middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, even Trent Williams is missed time at left tackle, and he's getting a hell of a lot older. Um, so, I mean, if they all stay healthy, yeah, they got a really good shot at making a Super Bowl run. But you get a couple of these people missing four or five games. I don't know that they necessarily have the depth um, to overcome those injuries. Uh, they could end up costing them a couple games. So I got them going 11-6, and six, but if they get rid of Bosa, you could probably knock them down one, one mm-hmm. or two games from that uh, because some of these people are going to get hurt. And you got a hell of a lot riding on Brock Purdy. I mean, he, that, the way that they bungled the Trey Lance trade. Yeah. Just the trade, the drafting, what they gave up, everything. Uh, he better pan out for for that team. Otherwise, they are going to waste, in my opinion, an all-time great defense for the second time in the last 13 years. They already did it with uh, Willis and Brooks and all them. Uh, that that defense back in the early 2010s was amazing, uh, and they mm. fucked that up. Kaepernick and Harbaugh. Well, they about to do it again. Um, they, they got like a two year window and after that, they're not going to be able to pay all these people. So they, they, if they want to, if they really want to cash in on all this draft they've done the last few years, they, they, they better stay healthy and keep Bosa dumbasses. <laughs> uh, Nestor, you can go ahead. Um, I got them at 13 and four, which I think could go one game less um i looking at their schedule i think they're i mean they're they got some really good offensive weapons i feel like if anybody gets injured somebody else can step in i think they just have a lot of uh even though they don't have a lot of depth they they have a lot of uh offensive weapons um i think having a stable quarterback this time around will help them because last season trey lance got injured uh really early and it, I think it was like what week two, week three, um, and then in comes Jimmy G. He gets injured, so I think having some stability for their QB will help them. If now if Purdy gets injured, they're screwed. But um, I think uh, with Purdy there, I think he's gonna do good. I don't see any problems with him. Um, they'll, I think they'll go 13 and and four. Um, any notable games, like I said, they'll split against the Seahawks. Um, but other than that, week seven, losing against the Vikings. Um, Minnesota, I think, tends to <laughs> go mid uh, towards, like, the end of the season. I think they, they're going to start with a war. But around week seven is where I think they'll start. Um, after week seven is where they'll start to go downhill. So 
they got a nice win against uh, San Francisco, but after that, they'll they'll show that they're not really Super Bowl uh, contenders. Hmm. So yeah. I ended up talking more about the Vikings than I did with the Niners. It's mainly wearing all the purple over there. <laughs> oh, that's Huskies, baby. We got college starting on Saturday. I've got them going 13 and 4 as well. Um, I do have them dropping their first game to Pittsburgh. And then the other three. Uh, Seattle, Philly, and Washington, actually, week 17. Um, but anyway, yeah, this is an extremely talented team. I would make the case that this is probably the most talented roster in the, the entire NFL. Um, I settle down. However, I they, do, or they do have a lot of injury-prone players, um, but I think they're talented enough to you know, kind of compensate for those injuries. Um even if Purdy does go down, I think Darnold is solid enough to come in and, you know, play as well as Brock Purdy. Uh, so I'm not too worried about if, if Purdy goes down. C-Mac, I mean, we'll see. Uh, but Bosa is the catalyst. If he leaves, they are in some trouble. Uh, I, I feel like they can kind of patch stuff almost everywhere else, but he's the, the anchor of that defense. You cannot afford to lose him. I mean, if, you're the 49ers. You just get whatever he wants. Give him a blank check. You've got to keep him. There's no reason that uh, you let him go because of money. So, uh, yeah, I've got him only losing, what I say, four games, being second in the division. Um, let's see. G Money, he says he has the 49ers going 14-3. and three. Uh, That was before the Nick Bosa thing. Kyle Shanahan is the QB whisperer, even though he gets all the quarterbacks hurt. <laughs> He does seem to get the <laughs> most out of what he has. I think Bosa's contract comes down to guaranteed money in years. It has been said that Bosa is looking for a contract that will pay him $30 million plus a year. Wow. Well, you better get out that checkbook. That's all I got to say. Yeah, so 14 and 3 from G-Money. Uh, yeah, I think that will do it for the NFC West. Uh, those are all of our record predictions, folks. Another uh, kind of off-season in the books there. Uh, next week, we're going to be going a lot more into kind of like who we think is coming out of the AFC, who's coming out of the NFC, um, MVP predictions, the kind of bigger predictions for the season as a whole. That's what's coming up next week, but um, yeah, we will leave right, so that we're there. Super Bowl. We're doing Super Bowl predictions next week, right? All right. Yes. Or the Chiefs and the Lions. <laughs> that fucking game. Let's get into the draft lottery, folks. Uh, so this is where we're gonna find out what the first round of our draft looks like. I am going to share my screen here, and this is going to work flawlessly, of course. All right, so let me put this I there. I want to see what, uh, what pick Nestor gets to fuck up his draft. <laughs> Give me one second, folks, as I rearrange uh, 
everybody's screen here so we can see everything. Uh, we have a, I think it's a 14-person league this year. We had 16 last year, Ooh. and it was a bit much. Sometimes uh, less is more. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a bit much, so we've, we've cut down a bit. Mm. And uh, so obviously, you know, we're, we're all in it. There's a few friends of the show that we have in here. Um, yeah, people that have, some that have been on the show before, some that have not. Uh, let me just add in the wheel here. Now, for those that are new, Shaq won our league last year. And, of course, yeah, he's not up. here. Bubble. <laughs> Bubble. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who I went like 14 and 3 and lost in the championship game to that bastard. <laughs> that is the worst. You know what's crazy? Uh, it was that one Cowboys game. Because I would have beat him, and he would have never. It was, uh, wasn't it Tony Pollard that went off? Yeah. Who was it that went off? It was it Minnesota, the Minnesota game? Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> My God. <laughs> Tony right. Pollard probably had like a 200 points in fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> Man went off for no reason. <laughs> so the way this will work is I'm going to spin the wheel here. Um, Discord is pausing this to save. Okay, should be able to see it now. I'm going to spin the wheel. We're going to do this in reverse order. So if the first person pick is the last pick, oh, damn, the last person okay. on the wheel is the first pick in the draft. We we do a snake draft, right? Right. Okay. So you get the last pick in the first round, first pick, second round. Correct. Um, yeah, I've got everybody's name in here. Just want to make sure that we're good to go. I'm going to shuffle this. Whoever, whoever gets first is last? Whoever's name falls on first is the last pick in the first round. Oh, God. <laughs> is there something up on the screen that we're supposed to be seeing, Jalen? Yeah, you guys should be yeah, able to see like the, watch the wheel. On Discord, there should be a second. Uh, like, you should be able to click on my screen and then see the wheel. Okay. On, on the other one, though. If I do this, can you guys still see the wheel? Okay, here we go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Let's see who has the last pick. Let's uh, roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> oh, it's Evan. Almost too money. We got a winner. Evan has the 14th pick in the 2023 AFR draft. Woo. Let's go number 13. Small Nestor. <laughs> Please don't. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Jordan pick number 13. All right, Jordan. All right. Who is pick number 12? Within five, I'm good. Please. Within five. There you go. <laughs> oh. Eli is kicking himself right now. I don't even know who the fuck Eli is. <laughs> <laughs> Eli Apple. <laughs> Eli Apple. Oh, broke ass. 
His ex girlfriend wants him dead. Oh. Number eleven, G. G is, is G? my my neighbor. He's gonna be playing with us. Oh, is he a cheese fan? Yes. Okay. I hope he loses every damn game. <laughs> He's brand new to fantasy, by the way. This is his first time playing. Is he gonna be there live with us in the draft? He should be. Well, okay. I mean, your neighbors. Right. Pick number ten. Oh, that's going to be June. <laughs> oh, we got June at 10. <laughs> Terrible pick. <laughs> oh. Nine left, folks. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh. I don't even know who Azan is. Azan gets picked number nine. Who the hell is Azan? Uh, it's one of Evan's friends. He played with us last year. Oh, oh okay. Probably one very good. And I don't want eight or seven because then when the snake draft hits, oh, oh my god. Are you oh, kidding me? There he is! <laughs> <laughs> he said he don't want her and he got it. Yes, you should oh, that's strokes. Juju works. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Pick number seven. Ooh, uh, chat, yes. Chat. Oh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. By a razor's edge. Wow. Wow. That's like, a, that's like a Shaq eclipse right there, hiding the moon. That is... gravitational forces of his head. <laughs> <Damn. laughs> Alright, pick number six. Well, that's going to be oh. me. <laughs> All right, I think it's it. All right. Okay. Getting down top five here. Oh, that's going to be Shaq. All right, Shaq is pick number five. Still in it. G-Money and I are still in here. Oh. Oh. Money's number four, right? All right, top three. All right, I'm not dodging this. Oh, one. there you go, Jalen. <laughs> My what's up with that is going to be this. <laughs> this wheel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's find out who we got here. Picks two and one. Oh, my brother's going to end up with the first wow. pick. <laughs> there we go. Jaden pick number two and Chris going first overall. Oh, pick. Good man. All righty. Let me just screenshot the results there. Results. Oh, dang. Alright, so yeah, those are uh that's the first round. That's how it's going to go. That is not bad at all. Alright. I like how Nestor said he didn't want to pick and then he got it. <laughs> I don't want this pick. Shit. Uh so we are drafting this Sunday. Uh the time will be it'll probably be evening time around the same time that we do the show on Wednesdays. Um 
yeah. So if you want to tune in, uh, it will be right here on our YouTube channel, the Melheims Media YouTube channel. So be sure to come out, have a good time, hang out with us. It's always a always a hoot with uh, your boys for our draft. So uh, we're gonna go to a break. And uh, when we come back, we'll have G-Money on the other side. And we're going to do community comments and what's up with that. So uh, we'll be back in about 10 minutes. Welcome back to the show, folks. Welcome back to your favorite show on the Internet. G-Money, what's up, my man? Gentlemen, it's good to be back. Good to see all of you. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. And it looks like you guys are doing pretty good. Yeah, I, I would. Speaking for myself here, doing doing well. Uh, shout out again to, to Junebug for joining us for the first half. If you want to follow him on TikTok, is his link down in the description below. So be sure to give him a follow. Um, besides that, let's take our second half. Cheers. I've actually got some Jameson Black for second half. Nastro, you bitch. <laughs> ah. All right. Let's get into the community comments. <laughs> so we have uh, just two videos to uh, look at the comments for this week. One is a doozy. Uh, we'll start with <laughs> Nestor's video where he asked uh, who was going to be starting for the 49ers. Now, granted, this was kind of a redo because <laughs> right after he made the video, Trey Lance was traded. So, you know, <laughs> with that being said, uh, let's see here. Uh, I got to go to TikTok, my bad. The folks on TikTok, uh, after the trade, it wasn't even a question who was starting. Drayden says, of course, Brock Purdy. That's a new one. I know, that's a very uh, Drayden. Uh, Junebug said, the question is, can he handle the pressure? He's not a backup. He's a starter. Will he be, will he be able to play a full season? Which, you know, at this point, <clears throat> now that Trey Lance is gone, that is the better question is, Will he last a full season? What do you guys think about that? Um, yeah, I, I was about to say, I think the, the better question is, is who's going to be starting at the end of the year? Is it going to be Sam Darnold or, or Purdy? And I think that could be twofold. It's whether or not he gets injured. Uh, like Junebug said, I mean, there was a lot of people that were questioning whether or not he was going to be back from that elbow injury for week one. Now, he's passed with flying colors so far. He hasn't gone through full for, through through four quarters of contact, and he hasn't done it for multiple games. Um, and I know there were eight no last year, but now you got eight games of tape in defenses. Uh, they can scheme against you, and so is he going to be able to continue to run that Shanahan offense the way he was last year? I mean, it was the number one scoring offense mm -hmm. for those eight weeks. When, when, when he was playing ball? Um, or is he going to have a sophomore slump? And with the roster that they have, if he has a little bit of a sophomore slump, like how long is that leash? 
How how long until they they pull that leash and put Sam Donald in? Like, how many bad games does 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 Purdy get before they get antsy, knowing the roster they have? And so, uh, I still think, even though Purdy's the unquestioned starter right now, I still think you got a lot of questions about the quarterback position, which is weird because, like we've said, it's one of the more talented rosters in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, San Francisco is going to be very interesting when it comes to uh, who finishes that that season. Going into the playoffs is going to be very interesting who's who's there. Uh, But let's move into the clip that I posted from last week when TD was on the show, and he was making the case that Daniel Jones uh, is going to win MVP this year. And as you can imagine... The folks on TikTok did not agree. <laughs> uh, we have Ferris Cat or Morgan. He just leave it at simply fuck no. Uh, Taco Tuesday. <laughs> this guy doesn't even believe that. Uh, someone just put, huh? <laughs> um, Joey says most QBs that get paid end up trash. Y'all are delusional. Uh, these nuts says you must be new to football. Justin <laughs> says, bro, stop. Uh, Deshaun says, I would rather bet a thousand dollars to win twenty dollars that he doesn't win MVP. Uh, Simsy says, when is the last time the MVP of the league couldn't even get his team into the playoffs? They are at best third in their division. He did get him to the playoffs last year. Uh, who that Drew says ain't no way you believe this. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just kind of goes on and on. That's the uh, common common thought there. What you're saying is a lot of these people aren't going to be paying for that fantasy subscription. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Daniel Jones winning MVP. I I don't think that could he have a very good year. Yes, but um, I don't know. Ceiling to, to me is maybe sneak into the top 10 quarterbacks this, this year. Uh, how do you guys think that Daniel Jones will perform? I think if um, Saquon Barkley stays healthy, he'll do fine. Not going to be MVP quality, but he'll do fine. Um He'll, he'll do a little better than he did last year, and they could see themselves in the playoffs. If Saquon Barkley goes down, Daniel Jones is not carrying them to the playoffs. It's just not happening. He he needs either a complimentary running back to help him, or two more receivers and a well. They've got tight end. They've got Waller, but needs a lot more help because he right now. His game is not at that level where he can carry a team into the playoffs by himself. I think that uh, I think that Brian Dayball can get him into the MVP discussion um, if he has a great year. I mean, let's let's not forget we did talk about this last week. That this is the same guy that took Josh Allen. Everybody seems to forget that Josh Allen was an under sixty percent. Completion percentage thrower, 78 quarterback rating. Brian Dable comes in there, runs that offense for a couple years, and he's in, like, the MVP conversation. Uh, 
one one crazy Mahomes drive away from meeting Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game, and I actually think that Buffalo beat Cincinnati if that were going to be the case, and they probably had a really good shot at beating the Rams in that Super Bowl. Um, if he can turn the career of Josh Allen around from Wyoming, why why can't he turn the career around of uh, Daniel Jones, who uh, played at what a Duke? Was it Duke? Looks like a Duke guy. Yeah. Um, the uh, so I think he can put him in the MVP conversation, but winning it, that's uh, a <laughs> that's a that's a tough order, man. There there's a lot of other court. I mean, we all know the MVP award is a quarterback yeah. award now. Anyways, I think the last person not a quarterback to win it was Adrian Peterson back in 2012. Um, but but yeah, that conversation maybe winning it. That's a, that's a stretch. Yeah. Well, folks, that is community comments. We are, again, at AFR Sports, the big banner right above us. TikTok and Instagram, so be sure to follow us. And uh, give us your thoughts throughout the week on the videos that we post. Uh, as we come up on the season here, you'll actually be able to you know, comment on specific games here instead of just the hypotheticals. But... Uh, with that being said, let's go into what's up with that for the week. So if you're new to the show, this is where we air out our grievances in the world of sports from this past week. What's been bothering us? Uh, so, Nestor, would you like to go first, sir? Yes. Um, so Noah Lyles, I mean, I think we all heard about this. He made a comment. Um, which I think was pretty like it, it was a little weird that he made that that comment so uh, in such a flamboyant way he was just like you know the way he said it it was kind of cringe but he said that you shouldn't call yourselves world champions when you win the the NBA title or any any title uh, in the US which logically uh, some people were like and it's, you know, it's understandable. They're like, well, it's literally like the best league in the world by far. It's not even by like a little, it's just by a lot. Um, <clears throat> but I did not expect to see <laughs> all these NBA stars up in arms on Instagram. <laughs> Talking about <laughs> just the things they were saying. It was just, it looked like, I don't know. They kind of seemed a little triggered. And the way I, I see the NBA sometimes where a lot of the press that they get, it's just a circus throughout the whole year. I think they should, I don't know. In my opinion, I see this as that's not the point. The point is not that the league is, is better than any other league by far. The point is that um, it's not the world. Uh, we Champions League over in Europe, when you win, when that team in the, in the Champions League, they win the title, it's pretty much understood they're the best team in the world. However, they don't call themselves the world champions. They go off into another tournament, which they usually win, and then you call them the world champs. But um, it's not really like a big thing because it's already understood they're the best team in the world. So um, I think the same thing, That's I guess that's not what he was trying to say, but that's how I understand it. And it makes sense if you win the NBA, pretty much the best team in the world. But just don't call yourself world champs, 
because it doesn't make any fucking sense if you word it that way. Um, but what really got me is just like KD making comments, and I, I don't know. There's a bunch of other people can't remember, but uh, I think seeing how the NBA is a, is a bit of a circus sometimes, I think they gotta just stop going on IG and and because as soon as I see this, I'm like, oh my god. Watch when the, the season starts. We're going to have people talking about Flat Earth. We're going to have people talking about, hey, look, look at this movie that came out on Amazon. People are going to just start, start getting suspended. Hey, look at my gun on IG Live. Like, I don't I don't want that. I want a really good season. Something, I don't know. Damian Lillard's not going to Miami, so I want something. I want something special from the NBA this season. Not so much fucking press about like you're mad because this guy Noah Lyles who's apparently he's really fucking talented said this the other day so that's my take and Stephen A had a horrible take by the way on this like he always <laughs> seems to miss the fucking point on everything what else is new Steve, Stephen A can just Jesus lord um, he gets all the Stephen A gets all these people fired from ESPN then he goes on his own like Instagram and talks about how he thinks he's going to be fired next like he's right there with him. Like, bitch, you've orchestrated most of, most of that. Shut up. Um, I get what Lyle is saying a little bit about like being a world champ. Um, the one thing I'll say is like, if you talk about NFL, right? There's no other football league in the world that compares to the NFL, right? Uh, so if you win that, sure, you're you're the best in the world. There's no other team that can, you know, come at you. It's like, nah, we're no one in the CFL, like the Argonauts, are not like, nah, Chiefs, we got you in a in a one-on-one game here. Uh, s- same with the NBA. Um, if you win the NBA championship, there's not another team across the world that's like, nah, man, we're we're better than you, you know. Um, and you got and when it comes to the NBA, more so than any other sport, the international players right. that are stars. Um, from across the world. Now, baseball can say the same thing. Most Major League Baseball teams can beat any other baseball team across the world. Now, they do have international players, but you got a lot of Dominican Republic. Like, it's still more to our continent over here, right? Um, The only thing that I would... If Lyle was... Like, if the MLS... Whoever wins the MLS (laughs) Cup... If they gave themselves rings saying world champs, then you'd be like, all right, well, that's, you know, that's a bunch of Trumpers with American flags just <laughs> just sticking their chest out, drinking bush light. Uh, but some of the, like, all these other ones, the, the football, the baseball, and the basketball, yeah, there's not really another team across the world that's going to be able to challenge whatever league that we're coming out of. And we do have more international players in baseball and basketball than we ever have. And no one has a football league like the NFL does, but I do get what he's saying a little bit um, about it. And I do think that Nestor's right. I think the NBA players, I mean, you, I don't understand why everyone in this league is so into their feelings and they're so easily offended. And they're so easily hurt. It's like you guys are the most recognizable stars 
almost in the world outside of international football players because you're not wearing hats, you're not wearing helmets, uh, you're you're played all across the world. Your game is broadcast all across the world at all times. People see all your faces. But you guys are so goddamn emotional. Like, you get paid almost more than anybody else. Like, why are you so insensitive? I don't <laughs> understand, or I don't understand why they're so sensitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they their feelings get hurt. Um, you know, like I think that Kevin Durant could stub his toe right now. <laughs> And I still think that what Lyle said hurt him more than if he just stubbed his toe and broke a nail. Um, like it's just it, it's it crazy. Lo- it looked it looked I like a know. TikTok comment section. Like <coughs> he said, uh, KD said somebody helped his brother. Somebody help your knees. Like hopefully you finish the season. <laughs> help you grow some calf muscle, Kevin. Like goddamn. So I don't know. I, I get it a little bit, but it's just they're, they're so sensitive. Bam yeah. said, Bam Adebayo said, Lola, is, is somebody going to tell him? Tell him what? You're going <laughs> to lose the season. You're not going to be like. <laughs> yeah. You guys are screwed. You, you should focus on your game. <laughs> Damien, it, it's funny because this article says Damian Lillard, who still wishes to be traded, <laughs> kept it simple by saying the fuck. TF. Wow, that's. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Yes, he has a like. I see what he's saying, and technically, stories right, but I don't see why all these dudes had to respond. It's just kind of like, oh, you know, okay. I could see how he would say that. All right, I'm gonna go jump in my million dollar hot tub. Like, what? What do you care? What does it? What does it matter to you? Like, no, no, nobody else from another league is saying anything. Right. Like, <laughs> it's only NBA players, and if they all shut up, everybody on ESPN were like, "All right, Lyle, like right. we get it, you run fast, cool. <laughs> right?" Uh, but no, like the NBA has to be all butthurt, and they gotta come out and say all the stuff. Like you know, maybe don't get third place in the Olympics <laughs> a times over the last thirty years. <laughs> um, maybe don't. You know what I mean? Like, you want to be the best in the world, yet our Olympic team is not winning the gold every goddamn year in the Olympics. Uh, so, I don't know. I know G-Money wants to say something, though. He's he's gearing up. He's ready for it. <laughs> you know, I mean... <laughs> the NBA is, is the best basketball league in the world. However, it doesn't just because you win the the NBA championship doesn't make you world champs. You want to be world champs? Then then beat the champs of the Euro League, beat the champs of the Asian League, beat the. Oh my God! I'm gonna say this, and I don't know if you have any of you knew this, but Saudi Arabia actually has a basketball league. Beat the Saudi. Yeah, yeah, they do. Which probably in about five years I'll be rating the NBA for players. But no, I mean. Um, <laughs> but but do that. I mean, you win the NBA championship. Go play these teams that won their championships. And then you can say, hey, not only are we NBA champs, but we're world champs. And and quite frankly, everybody knows the NBA is the best league in the world. It's like people know the Premier League is the best football league in the world. But the pre- Premier League champs don't say that they're world champs when they win the Premier League. No, they, they go play the champions that league and then land up losing to um, freaking Barcelona or someone. PSG, a fucking 
<laughs> Inter Milan. Um, but, I, I, you know, and, and um, the U.S. is playing in, in the uh, is playing FIBA World Cup right now in, in the Philippines, and, and they're stomping the shit out of people with <laughs> bench players, bench NBA players. I mean, you look at the guys and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember you, you, you came in and played like 10 minutes. I mean, because because the NBA because the NBA stars didn't want to be bothered. They didn't want to play. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to play, you don't want to be bothered. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> because you know, if you're not willing to to, to go out and play and, and actually win it, then shut the fuck up. Yeah. I, I will just say this. I do think that Lyle comes across as somebody that wishes they were talented enough to play in the NBA, but they could just run fast and can't dribble. Um, so I'm just going to say that. I'm going to say that. But uh, By the way, since G-Money mentioned FIBA, you, I didn't know Carl Anthony Towns was uh, Dominican. Throwing that yeah. out there. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm seeing all those videos coming out of him dancing. It's fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Seven feet tall. <laughs> There's another player, I can't think of his name right now, that played in the NBA that's playing on the Filipino team. Hmm. I would love to know who that is. Is it, is it Lynn? No. And Lynn. I didn't know he was Filipino <laughs> either, but you know. Jeff Kurt. Okay. I don't even, oh, that was Nestor's, that's right. Um, uh, G Money, go ahead. Okay, so I've got two, both dealing with the NFL. One dealing with our favorite team, the um, Arizona Cardinals. Um, Jonathan Gannon, the head coach of the Cardinals, came out and said, you know, I'm not going to say who my starting quarterback is for this upcoming game against the Commanders because I want to have an offensive I, – I, I, I want to have an advantage. I'm like, dude <laughs> – Seriously, there is no advantage for you. And, the, and guess what? The commanders don't fucking care who, who your sorry has quarterback is going to be. They know who it's not going to be. And then, you know, kind of funny that um, Ron Rivera goes, you know what? Jonathan, hold my beer. I don't even know who my quarterback is. I have no clue who he is. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're not going to name a quarterback? I don't even know who my quarterback is. <laughs> yeah, beat that one, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, did, like Howell is the quarterback for the Commanders, though, right? Did Rivera just forget his name for a second? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Got exactly. Didn't know. I swear to God, like just like James Conner, like James Conner Rivera need to admit it mid at midfield. Be like, you know what, man? We can thank cancer for the fact that we're still in this fucking league. Uh, you, you beat cancer, you keep a job in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. So, my second one, also dealing with the NFL, doing, dealing with my favorite owner, Jim Irsay, who needs to, seriously, Jim, someone needs to do an intervention, take that coke away from him, and stop doing it off of midget strippers' asses. Because, you know, the whole Jonathan Taylor thing is hilarious. So, you're not going to pay him. You tell him to go seek a trade, 
So he talks to Miami. Miami's going, this is what we're going to offer. And, and Jim goes, you know what I really want? I want Waddle, a first-round pick, a third-round pick, and maybe there's another player I want. Oh, wait a minute, Jim. You don't think Jonathan's worth paying any money to, but you want it as though like he led the league in rushing the last three years, but you don't want to pay him like he did. And then they Dude. put his ass on the pup list. Yes. Stop. <laughs> yeah, then he put him on the pup list, which he has to pay him anyway. So here's the thing. He's on the pup list. Got to pay him his money anyway. You know, you, he's going to make, I think, four and a half, just over four and a half million dollars this year. So it's like, if I were Jonathan Taylor, I'd be like, you know, just leave me on the fucking pup list. Just leave I me on the even, list. I didn't you got even to, know he was hurt. He's not, <laughs> I didn't know he, he got hurt last hurt. year, and he's not hurt. He's saying he's, I mean, how, how are you going to trade someone that's on the pup list? <laughs> Dumbass. Stop doing fucking coke. <laughs> you know, you need to go back to the 80s and, and, and do a Nancy Reagan commercial. Just say fucking no. <laughs> they got a picture now. The new "Don't Do Drugs" commercial is Jim Ursay standing up at a podium, talking about football, and everybody's going like, "The fuck? Did he just do like four or five lines? Would, what the fuck is going on?" I would love to have it some NFL game cut to the owner's box, and you got Jim Ursay doing lines of coke off someone's ass wearing a dare t-shirt. I think that just be fucking phenomenal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be that would, that would be incredible. I, I mean, I don't know, like we, we need owners like Ursay in the NFL. Yes. You need the you need the Jared Jones of the world that always think they're going to win the Super Bowl. You need the Ursays of the world that think their team is actually relevant and important. But it hasn't been since Peyton Manning. Um, they tried to be with Andrew Luck, but they weren't. He carried his broken ass body to the playoffs a few times. Um, but you, 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 you need these types of people. We already got rid of Snyder. We need another fuck up somewhere. <laughs> yeah. we need somebody, you know. There's only so many owners right. out there. You know, we can't all be Robert Kraft and get caught in a goddamn massage parlor with happy endings and get away with it, and no one. Thanks less of you. Allegedly. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, we got to have an Ursay. And what the fuck was Kraft doing in a place like that in Florida? One of the only places where everything gets out. Like, everything that happens yeah, in Florida um, gets out. What the fuck, Kraft? What are we doing? Oh, that's Yeah. Hilarious. Uh,. Malin, what is your what's up with that? Uh, mine is with college football. And not just college football, but the NCAA. Because how how has this so-called governing body fucked up so bad and become so toothless that you have the transfer portal run amok? You have college teams talking to college kids that are under scholarship at a school saying, you come to our school, we'll get you an NIL deal. All that stuff's happening, right? You got the Herman Edwards of the world fucking up Arizona State. Uh, but what does the NCAA want to do? Fuck college realignment. Fuck the fact that ESPN and Fox are trying to control college football as a whole. 
we're going to go after Jim Harbaugh in Michigan <laughs> because he may have broken some rules that weren't rules because the NCAA was letting people govern themselves with COVID because they were toothless and a bunch of pussies anyways. Uh, but they go after him with things that he was doing under COVID and maybe improperly talking to some people. Yeah, you got all this stuff going on with the transport and the NIL to where you have Michigan suspending Jim Harbaugh for three games. Three games that they're going to win easily. And he'll probably get suspended for three games next year by the NCAA. Only three games because Michigan's self-imposing a three-game suspension. And it's such a goddamn joke what they're doing that I think the defensive coordinator is coaching the first game. I think the wide receivers coach is the head coach for the first half of the second game and the special teams quarterback is the head coach of the second half of the second game. And then the offensive coordinator is the head coach of the third game. So it's such a goddamn joke what they're doing. It's like, I don't need to be on the sidelines so much that I'm going to have four people calling shots in three games. That's how much these three games don't matter. We're going to win them. The NCAA is such a fucking joke mm-hmm. right now. It is, it's a travesty what has happened with all of the realignments with the conference. It's all money. It's all ESPN. It's all Fox. They're calling all the shots. Um, everybody, you could have seen this happen in 25, 30 years ago when he started getting corporate sponsors for bowl games. You knew this was going to happen at some point, um, but I mean, we, we need to start call. We need to stop calling this amateur sports. This is yeah. this is just money maker. This is like I mean, damn, it, it's just ridiculous. The NCAA is just, at some point, college football is going to be a hundred percent governing themselves outside of the NCAA, mm-hmm. and you're going to have all of the other sports under the NCAA, but I, I don't know how they fuck this up. I really don't. I, I don't understand it. And the fact that, you know, Reggie Bush is suing the NCAA to try to get his Heisman back. And you know what? With what they're allowing to happen right now, he might as well get his fucking Heisman back. He, yeah. he lost his Heisman, and Pete Carroll and the Trojans had to vacate all those wins over $300,000, yet we got all the shit going on with the NIL right now. And all this other bullshit in the transfer portal. It's a fucking joke. The whole goddamn thing. And I'm wearing my Husky gear while I say it. But it's just sad what's happening in college football right now. Uh, Harbaugh should uh, self-suspend himself for a, a fourth game and uh, pick randomly pick an underground out of, the, out of the crowd for the coaching job that week. <laughs> a, a random season ticket holder. <laughs> I mean, yeah. why, why not? <laughs> That's so it's, stupid. It's just four four head coaches in three games. Wild. That's a mockery that, that they're putting through that. <laughs> I I laugh my ass off when, when <laughs> it's 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 just it, it's it's crazy because the NCAA allowed it to happen. 
Well, actually, in a way, they they want they didn't want the NILs to exist, but they they lost in court, and they realized that that they couldn't stop it, and and so you've got all this money being offered to um, high schools players and players on other teams to go into the portal. And now, you know, the NCAA looks at everything and goes like, well, we need to change this. Well, why didn't you look at this in the first place and go, this could be a problem. We need to put some rules in for the NILs. We need to put some rules in for the transfer portal. There, there are a few things we need to do as opposed to just letting it become the wild, wild west and then going, oh, damn, we need to like, we need to do something. Well, yeah, it might be a little too late. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it's one of those things to where uh, the Manning kid in Texas. Yeah. He's not going to start this year. But I think he has a $6.9 million NIL deal. <sighs> It's going to run through the entirety of the five years that he's going to be in college because I think they're going to redshirt him this year. He's he's a millionaire. <laughs> hasn't even paid. Hasn't even played a snap college football. Um, now the NIL deal benefits us at some points. Okay, so Gary and I are college football fans, right? Uh, Washington Husky fans. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. If it wasn't for the NIL. Michael Penix Jr. is probably going pro after last year, leading Washington to an 11-2 mm -hmm. record. But he's going to make almost $4 million off of NIL money this year. That's pretty good. Now, it's a lot of NIL deals. He's raked in a lot of them. He's got a bunch of different ones coming in. Hmm. Um, in fact, there's a clothing company called uh, Simply Seattle that does a lot of uh, – <laughs> all uh washington sports from uh see they make apparel for seahawks the sonics the mariners the huskies the cougars uh you know all, all those places they cut a deal with him to where he actually gets 50 percent revenue of every t-shirt that they sell wow. with his name or likeness on it hmm. uh, like they're kind of changing the game with the nil deal as far as how much revenue he even gets back from that and they went ahead and got a deal done with the University of Washington so they could use the Huskies logo and name and stuff like that on the Michael Penix shirts they want to sell. So, you know, like we wouldn't have a Heisman Trophy candidate back this year if it wasn't for the NIL because he would have just gone pro. But he's able to make yep. more money coming back in college than he would have is a second rounder in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Uh, and an opportunity to increase his draft stock. But you still got to figure out something with this. I mean, it's just the wild, wild west. And you know what? Like, fuck California. They, they started all this shit <laughs> with the NIL. They, they were the first ones that started it. Um, and, it like, th that's where they lost it in the courts because California was going to have an unfair advantage with everybody else. Uh, they got Caleb Williams uh, from Oklahoma. They got that kid out of Pitt. Um, they, you know, and then now all of a sudden they're going to the Big Ten for more money. Uh, so, you know, f fuck California. They're ruining college sports. Uh, if, like, if a bigger hurricane wants to hit them, I'm not going to feel bad about it. Uh, just the whole goddamn state can kiss my ass. Nothing good's come out of California. Nothing. 
Not a single goddamn thing. <laughs> I mean, when they moved up here, the, the property um, prices jumped through the roof. You know? No, not a damn thing. Bastards. Well. Yeah. My what's up with that? I've, I've kind of got to second one's pretty quick, but uh, my Patriots deciding that deciding that we only need Mac Jones on our active roster is just odd to me. Uh, you know, in a game that this is not the NBA, like one play is all it takes for somebody to to be out indefinitely. Uh, so the fact that we decide we don't need a, a backup as of right now and this season starts literally next week and we decide we're going to go into this with just Mac Jones and he did miss significant time last year uh it just seems like Bill Belichick again trying to be some kind of guru or smarter than everybody else in the room here's what I have to say about that Jalen and I got to understand the rules about this third QB that they can have on the roster right um, if you only have one, because you can, you can dress a third QB from your practice squad now, um, uh, in the NFL based on the three QB rule, they don't have to be a part of the 53 man roster. Am I correct on that? I think they passed that rule. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So is this Belichick being somewhat a little bit smarter because, we, we agreed that Zappy got re-signed to the practice squad, right? Yeah, him and Malik um, Cunningham. Okay. So, can the Patriots keep one quarterback on their roster, have 52 other players, and then dress Zappy as their second quarterback and pay him practice squad money? Is that something that the Patriots can do? Is that what they're doing? Because if they are, they're massaging the shit out of this rule in a way that I don't think the NFL thought right. that you could do. They effectively could be having a backup quarterback for practice squad money and not even be losing a roster spot. Or do you have mm-hmm. to have two on the depth chart to get the third? Like, uh, to get the, like I don't know, but it kind of sounds like Belichick's doing a smart yeah. thing. To be honest, is it just a week like a week by week basis where it's like, all right, this week we're elevating Bailey Zappi off the practice squad, and he's our backup. Like, is that how it would just I think, work? I, I think you could do it every week. I, I think, think that's how work. Yeah, I think you could dress him <laughs> and have him in there. I think I think that they're going. I think their second quarterback is going to come off the practice squad, and they're going to use the other fifty. Like you're gonna get a second string quarterback for practice squad money, I think is what the Patriots mm-hmm. are gonna do. And I think that's actually pretty fucking smart because backup quarterbacks make some pretty good change. Right. They, yeah. I guess the salary cap. And what you pay the practice squad people, I'm not sure that, that counts against your salary cap, does it? Maybe I don't think so. No. I don't think so. I, I don't know, but it just I don't I don't I don't think yeah. so. Because it's I mean you're paying them. <laughs> I know. That I think you're paying about it. like fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a week. So you're I mean, not paying Zappy, them a, a crap load of money. I mean, Zappy's getting fucked if this if this <laughs> right. is what's gonna happen. If he ends up yeah. pressed, <laughs> at the game, but he's the, just right. a practice player. He's getting fucked. Uh, that's the catalyst. Oh, yeah. Like 
we say all this and it's like it's great you know great gming but then it's like well why would he just keep doing that like wouldn't you be like all right fuck you guys like i'm out Seems, it seems damn near the most Belichick thing. It does ever to exploit this rule. If this is what he's able to do, yeah. Which Every one quarterback on the depth chart, and then just bring in your two practice squad QBs as your number two and number three when Zappy was already your number two last year. <laughs> yeah. If, if, yeah. if that is the case, I mean, cool. I, I think the worst case scenario with that would be if you dress Zappy and, you know, Mac Jones went down and then Zappy went down, then you didn't have another quarterback mm. because you could only dress one from your practice squad. Well, it says you can dress three, so are they able to get two from the practice squad? I don't know. No, they only get one from the practice squad. <laughs> so... Uh, but the NFL, the assumption from the NFL was that teams carry two quarterbacks, you know, your, your first string and, and your starter and your backup, right? And because of what happened um, with the Last Niners year, against the Eagles, the Niners, Niners, yeah. yeah, when both of them went down and they didn't, really didn't have a quarterback, then they had to send um, a quarterback back in there after he was injured and he couldn't really do anything. So they decided to change the rules. But no, so you can't dress two from your practice squad. You only dress one. So if you dress one, because you think, well, I'm gonna get, I'm, I'm gonna carry. I think I need an, an extra guard, or a defensive tackle, a cornerback, or something, right? A linebacker. Maybe that's what I need an extra one of. That's gonna be on my 53-man roster. I'll have two quarterbacks on my. Um. What is it? A seven-man. Is a seven-man roster a backup? Cause I, I, don't, I don't remember, remember how many people they have on 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 the practice mm-hmm. roster, practice practice squad roster. Like, I thought it was like it's like eight, I think. I think you'd have seven eight, or eight. Okay. So so if you have two quarterbacks on there, right, and then you activate um, Zappy, basically, haven't dressed for the games. Matt Jones gets injured, and then Zappy gets injured. Then you, you, you kind of fucked yourself in that game. The next game, you, you can elevate whomever your third string is, and you can go out and get two more quarterbacks. But the, the hope is, of course, that you, that you don't have to do that. Oh, man. I swear to God, if by week seven the Patriots are re signing Cam Newton and I got to see Jim in that fucking jersey, <laughs> that's going to be something. Um, Real uh, quick. I, I think this is Belichick trying to yeah. kind of maneuver some shit. It seems like yeah. it's just a matter of how long will he yeah. be able to keep getting away with it. Uh, They'll probably change the fucking rule pretty quick. Right, right. Like you can only dress someone from the practice squad if you have two already on the roster. Mm. But I mean, because they got rid of Zappy and the other guy right after the NFL came out and said <laughs> they solidified that rule. It was like 48 yeah. hours later, like, all right, well, fuck it. We don't need any other quarterbacks, then. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> My second one's up with that, just real quick. <clears throat> we talked about Richard Sherman joining Skip on Undisputed, and now, as of Monday, <laughs> as of Monday, they've kind of unveiled their new idea for the show. So I guess they're going to have, like, you know, a rotating desk. So it's, you know, Skip... 
Richard Sherman's there, Keyshawn Johnson, and Michael Irving. Uh, Michael Irving wasn't there today. It was just the three of them. But I'm assuming, again, it's just going to change between those four guys. What do you think of the new format? Um, I hate it. Um, first of all, why, why is Skip the moderator? Right. Um, because th- the best thing about Skip Bayless is that you hate right his debate. You, you like he rubs people the wrong way based <laughs> off of his hot takes, right? So what's ended up happening on the show is that he introduces a topic, briefly says what his point is. And then all of these other people that aren't nearly as gifted on the TV, great players, Hall mm. of Fame players, well, outside of Keyshawn Johnson, <laughs> uh, great players, um, then they're talking about whatever topic he brings up. I'm like, where the fuck is Molly? Like, where, where's the person bringing up mm. the topic and then Skip gets to be more part of the dialogue? Like, you rarely hear him talking. Like, it was, when I was watching that, I was like, okay, so you have Richard Sherman, Keyshawn Johnson, and Michael Irvin talking a majority of the time. Um, There's a reason why Keyshawn Johnson got let go at ESPN. (laughs) Um, Not that good of a a TV personality. Uh, Michael Irvin seems reserved. And it seems like even Richard Sherman is not mm-hmm. letting his yeah. full personality out there. Mm-hmm. He seems like a like a puppet almost. I'm like, where, where, where's the Richard Sherman on his podcast? Where's the Richard mm-hmm. Sherman when he's doing interviews with Pete Carroll mm-hmm. talking about Super Bowl Forty Nine? Um, wh- where's the personality? He's even void of his own personality. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about. Skip Bayless, Richard Sherman, Keyshawn Johnson, Michael Irvin, four very big personalities, but all of them seem less than who they really are on this show. And it just feels wonky and terrible. Nothing yeah. feels good. <clears throat> I don't know if that's just like they're getting used to it, but it seems like the other three guys are leaving room like they know it's Skip's show, <clears throat> so they're leaving room for him to chime in. But Skip is like, just wants to play moderator and really wants to like have them let them have this, this spotlight. And so it's like this weird imbalance of n- nobody is really being who we know them to be on TV. Uh, and it's, it's just and a lot of just yelling and talking over each other because there's so many of them. It's like. FS1 is doing this on several shows. The show Speak. Yeah, Speak's with one. Acho and Joy Taylor mm, and, uh, and McCoy. You know, Shady. I don't, I don't know how the fuck Shady <laughs> is on <laughs> national television. Um, great running back. Sure. Um, talking head on national TV. I don't get it. They get a couple of... Uh, uh, you know, talking heads. Um, God damn it! What the hell are their names? Uh, they're 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 both white. Jesus Christ! I can't think of their names. Um, on on speak. 
Yeah, on, on speak. Um, but but they do the same damn thing where they got so many people and so yeah. many voices uh, with, with Joy Taylor. Um, that I think that I think that Joy Taylor is great. I think she gets a little bit out there with some of her takes too. But I kind of feel like if FS1 is trying to make Undisputed like speak, they're going to fail. Right. Undisputed is about no holds bar going back and forth with debates. And I just don't. If it's going to be those four and you're going to miss one every now and then, I just. Yeah. It doesn't feel right. It feels weird. And I kind of feel like. I've always kind of wished that they neutered Skip Bayless because he's annoying as shit. But now I kind of wish they didn't because I kind of feel like they did. Yeah, they uh, they need him to to give his takes. Yeah. It's odd, but they do. Like that's you know, less really is kind of more because like on the herd, it's Colin Coward obviously primarily, but it's only one other person at a time, like J Mac or whoever he's interviewing or whatever. Uh, Even uh, for, for first things first does it great with yeah, uh, yeah. Kevin Wild, uh, Chris Broussard, and Nick Wright. Those, those three together, you throw Gray Jennings in there every now and then to give a stupid ass take. It's great, <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. Undisputed just feels weird, and they had all summer mm-hmm. to, to figure this out. Well, when I say all summer, they had two mm-hmm. months to figure this out after Shannon left. And this is what they this is what they brought out. It just it doesn't feel right. Yeah. Weird. But it's still better than whatever the fuck Stephen A. Smith does. <laughs> I'll say that. <clears throat> well, there is that. So that will do it for this week's show. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, next week is kind of like our our football eve show because uh, that's the day before the. Chiefs and Lions game, so uh, can't wait. We are just we're a week away, gentlemen, a week away from the best part of the year. Uh, before we get out of here, anything else you guys want to mention? No. All right. Well, I would like to mention that my Mariners won 21 games in the month of August, which is a franchise record. And uh, nice. I believe we're still tied for first place in the AL West. And uh, we are. So with baseball going on in September. It's going to be tight. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be nice. a lot of fun. All righty, gentlemen. That will do it for this week. Uh, again, make sure to follow us at AFR Sports and be sure to follow Junebug. Um, until then, we will talk to you all next week. Peace. Peace. Oh. <laughs>